0: Here on Simplicity Beckons, each step we take to simplify, we allow ourselves to intentionally focus on what's most important, creating a more fulfilled and better life.
1: Today, we're reflecting back on the past 20 weeks and discussing our current distractions in life, talk through things that are splendidly simple and things that have really helped us to simplify and they're working well for our families.
0: We believe intentionality exists. We are two millennial moms who are the first to admit our imperfections.
1: We are linking arms, opening the conversation about our struggles to find balance. What if there is more to simplicity than just minimalism or the number of items in your cabinet?
0: What if the measuring stick goes beyond the surface of materialism? What if simplicity is found deep within intentionality,
1: narrowing your focus to what really matters?
0: Pursuing the right things, fleeing
1: the dangerous things, To delight in the finest of things. In a generation
0: saturated with instant gratification, screens, and distracted relationships,
1: simplicity beckons.
0: So somehow we are already on our 21st episode. It's crazy. I can't believe how quickly the time has gone by. Like it feels like we just started this. Yes. Mm -hmm. So 21 episodes in... We thought it would kind of be a good opportunity to kind of hit pause, go back, and just kind of recap the mission for this whole thing is, and for people that are kind of jumping in in the middle, because we do have new people listening that, you know, might not go all the way back to our introduction, you know, what the mission of this whole project is, but then also kind of what we've learned from it 20 episodes in, like, you know, 20 opportunities that we've taken to sort of reevaluate, reframe our life and, you know, see how simplicity can like positively impact it. So what current distractions are you dealing with in your life and what are you trying to do to eliminate them and kind of, kind of reframe what's happening? Yeah, it's interesting that you've said that because, you know, we've had these
1: 20 weeks, like you mentioned, that we've jumped in and we've been trying to focus on simplicity and seeing how it plays a role in our life. And I can see how with time and just the different seasons, my distractions change over time too, Um, which is the beauty of this because like we've said from the get-go, you know, this is something you can strive for, but you never really will fully reach perfection here on this earth, you know? And so it's just this constant trying to strip away distractions and the mini idols. And as I take time to reflect on my current distractions, it might sound a little weird at first, but I think myself and my own expectations are my biggest distraction and the biggest mini idol I have in my life right now. Um, I just, I have found I'm in this season where it's easy to get, wrapped up in what I think needs to happen and kind of all this pressure I put on myself. And then I'm losing sight and perspective on what I'm doing in the first place. And it's just like this terrible, like back and forth of like a battle within my own self. And I have to be really aware and just discern, like, is this just my own sinful nature and my own expectation for my life that's becoming a mini idol and am I still remembering that, like, he has a perfect plan? He has absolute control in my life, and it really has nothing to do with what I'm doing. And it's, I'm just in this constant season of, as I try to eliminate my own like inner voice, I just have to continually like, preach and teach myself that nothing I do or even fail to do mm. will change His love for me and the perfect plan He already has in place mm. and that I need to be you know intentional with the time He's given me and the task He's given me at hand and just pursue it with all I can and all I have instead of like getting wrapped up in my own mind. And that feels really weird to say, but, you know, over these 20 weeks, I'm seeing that at the root of it, often it's just my own expectation that I think either as a mother or a wife or social media has put this on me, you know, we see all these comparison traps and it's easy to compare either myself to social media or even sometimes I compare myself to my own self. Like I think of like, well, before I had kids, I could do X, Y, Z, or before I was married, it was really easy to do this or when I was working this job. And like, I fall for this comparison with my own self. And I forget that God has put me in this current season to be present for a specific reason. Like I need to be involved in this season, not, you know, a previous season or something that I want to come you know, or like strive or reach towards Mm -hmm. in the future. So I feel like, like actual actionable steps I've been trying to do to help myself is I'm trying to ask for help more. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm in like a unique season where I can't do it all, even just physically with this pregnancy and all of the issues we've had in the past at, five weeks being pregnant, they were already putting restrictions on me of things I can do and can't do. And, you know, that just feels like a long 40 weeks to not be able to do everything that I have been used to doing before I was pregnant. So asking for help more, taking a step back and like trying to either rest or like reset somehow daily of whether that's, you know, like me time or even just like physically taking a nap and just trying to like, keep myself in a healthy place so I don't continue to fall for this comparison trap. And some days that could be like, no social media, or I'm not going to look at this app today, or I'm going to find one thing to be thankful for with this present task at hand. But it's been this weird kind of ebb and flow of feeling like I'm fighting against myself, but I'm also fighting for myself, if that makes sense.
0: It really does make sense to me. Kind of taking a moment to think over this question for me and for my life too, I think I've come to realize that I'm a little more of a control freak than I maybe thought I was, totally. I kind of pride myself on being pretty easygoing and um, just kind of go, a go-with-the-flow kind of person But I think when I really strip it back and look at, you know, where my heart stands in my life, I think I really do strive to have control and for things to go my way. And much like what you said, it's just embracing simplicity and really striving to live an intentional life has pointed out the areas where I kind of have like my life in this really tight fist of how exactly how I want things to go and how I want things to look. And if that makes sense. Oh, completely. You know, it does
1: come down to that control. Like I want to have like an iron fist on what I think needs done and the way I want to do it and the time I want to do it. And I've just had to like slowly pry my fingers of that. And I think as we have together had these conversations about simplicity and opened up conversations with others and just delved into all these different topics, I didn't realize how much of a mirror it was going to hold up and like force me to look (laughs) dead straight in the mirror and realize, okay, like this is the areas maybe I'm struggling with or these are the areas I need to keep pursuing that grace and keep realizing that. It is something that we're going to have to battle with on a day-to-day level and that, you know, God will give us the grace
0: we need and the strength we need to surrender that control. Mm-hmm. And really just because we're both passionate about the idea of simplicity doesn't mean that we are anywhere near experts on the subject. Not at all. <laughs> I need or a lot of, of help with it. Or, or really even have a handle on it. Um, and like you said, it just has pointed out all these areas where like the way that I want things to go is actually counter to simplicity so often. And yeah, that's it's, our sinful nature.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. What distractions have you noticed in your life?
0: I think it comes back to, like we were talking about, just idealism. Mm. I think idealism can be a distraction because... It's elusive and it doesn't really, it doesn't really exist. So it's not really something that you can, you know, you can strive for, but you're not really going to achieve it. So like when I really honestly try to think about what, what distractions I've really been dealing with, I think it, there's not an easy answer for me. I think it's, it's very elusive. And I think that it kind of comes down to just idealism and perfection and, um just how that can be a distraction because if you're focusing on something else you're missing what's really most important which are literally it's always going to come down to people you know the people that are living mm-hmm. in your house and the relationships that are constantly ongoing if we have any sort of an ideal that we're striving for um it's gonna shift our focus away from people and from relationships and being present into almost like forcing this idealistic outcome of, I mean, maybe it's even something as, as stupid as like your meal plan or keeping your house clean. You, It's impossible to have a perfectly clean house if you have human people, especially little human people living in it, you know? So it's. I think it's embracing just The reality of what it looks like to have a family, but then it's also realizing that ideals don't really have a place there. And if it's not coming from a place of grace, then there's probably not a place for it in my life. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm like, I feel like I'm like rambling because it it does. It feels like it's an elusive thing to sort of try to describe, but um, I feel like it's been a distraction for me. It's been placing my focus in the wrong area. And it's been striving for the wrong things because relationships are ongoing. They're always present. And I want to make sure that I'm investing in those and not in these ideals that um, ultimately don't matter and are not achievable. Right, right. I feel like simplicity
1: is different from minimalism. And the fact that like minimalism, it is more physical elements and materialistic things and what can I do to help us run smoother, or kind of have this household. But then once you include simplicity in that aspect, it brings on a whole string. <clears throat> it brings on a whole string of heart issues that I think at the beginning of this, you and I didn't quite realize the depth of that and how there is so much more to that of the intentionality and the relationship and is my heart in the right place? Because you're right, like family will always be there. There will always be something or someone to mess up the clean house. Or even if you strip away everything in your closet, you're still going to have something there that could lead to, you know, whether it's a heart issue or some kind of internal aspect of that. So it's It's interesting because I feel like simplicity is almost taking the minimalistic aspect that you and I are attracted to just a step further.
0: Yes. And I think that minimalism can easily slip into idealism. Yeah. And it can slip into something that you're not measuring up to. I feel like minimalism can become an ideal. And I don't think that that's the the intention of minimalism, I think it really is to simplify. It really is to strip back. It really is to focus on what's most important. But I think just our sinful natures can begin striving for that elusive fix, you know, and I think that minimalism can fall into that, can sort of fill that space for a little bit. It can, you know, simplify things, make life better, but if your focus is minimalism, you're never going to achieve that perfect balance. So okay. I think, like you said, simplicity is like a step further, but it's more focused on the heart and more focused on what, what are we focused on? Are we focusing on this life, the way we want this life to look, or are we focusing on God in our lives and grace and investing in where it matters? Um, because it just always is going to come back to, like, people and relationships. And along the same line, is there anything
1: that you feel like has really helped you simplify and it's working well for you? Like, I think of it as, like, something that's just, like, splendidly simple. Like, it's just kind
0: of been that sweet spot for you. I think very practically with back to school, literally packing Lunchables, has made a big difference for me and I think that's been something I've had to let go of because I very much have ideals for the things I would like my kids to be eating and the way I would like things to look and even for how I would like teachers to perceive me as a mom you know yeah like I would like to be that mom that packs ultra healthy lunch and um, that that would reflect positively on me and Looking back on like the first couple years that we were sending the kids to school, there was just a lot of stress and a lot of expectation for me around like school lunches. Hmm. I know that sounds so silly, but like it was just at the end of every day, I was spending time either putting off, preparing them or like preparing them and not being present with my family. Right. Or I would put it off until the next morning and then in the morning, like just the shuffle and the craziness, I would be trying to get that ready and trying to meet this ideal that I had in my head. And then I would get cranky and snappy. And like that time that I had with my kids was time that was not being spent well because I wasn't in a good mental space and I was focusing on the wrong thing. So I think just giving yourself permission to simplify a process and really an expectation that no one was putting on me except for me. And, you know, I do believe that healthy eating is important. And I do definitely want to model that to my kids. But, you know, I have other opportunities to do that. And I think just buying a Lunchable and making it easy, something that they're going to eat. Well, I love
1: it because it's simplifying your day-to-day, like you said. But you know that is like a highlight of those kids' days. Like. Mm-hmm. Lunchables are a really cool thing as the kid and like to be able to have that fun thing to look forward to. And like, it's almost like a special treat for them because you're right. You do have other opportunities to show them healthy meals and healthy eating, but it's almost like they get this fun thing to look forward to during the week. I think it's great. What about for you? What has been splendidly simple? So we are still going through a season of transitions, and so some people may not know this, but I actually have stepped away from my job now, and I'm staying at home um, since I am pregnant and with COVID, figuring out childcare and where to put Graham during the day when I was at work was just getting to be too much. And so our day-to-day looks very different than last year this time when I was working and trying to find, you know, those simple shortcuts and kind of how can we make the best use of our time. And I'm finding that I still am falling for this time, you know, like trying to make sure I'm using the best use of my time now that I'm home and before our second baby comes. And I first got the idea of, I call it as like time blocking, was mm-hmm. when I was reading a book by Krista Gilbert called Reclaiming Home. And it's just full of like very practical tips and applications and just different things to try to help you reclaim your home and kind of just the overall presence of home and how your home is conducted and what it means to you as a family. Mm-hmm. So it breaks down the importance of time and challenges you to look at them through the lens of clarifying your own personal values for you and your family, assessing the time you have, then adding value to that time and then pulling out the weeds or as you and I would say, the distractions of that time. Mm -hmm. And she talks through this concept of, you know, as you have plants when they're surrounded by weeds, they're not able to grow their roots as deeply or get those nutrients that they need and the same is true with us because we have habits throughout our day that rob us of investing in our top priorities or the top best use of our time. And that's really challenged me now that I'm home. And so I'm trying to block out our days with like-minded things, so then I can focus them better at what's at hand. So like, for example, I'm trying my best now to run all of our errands on one day. So that way, Graham and I can just make it like a fun thing. Maybe we can like get a special lunch, but we have one day during the week that we're picking up groceries and just running all of the errands. So then the rest of the week, we just don't have to worry about it. And then like next week, we have all of our doctor appointments on one day. But in my head, it makes it easier because instead of trying to jump back and forth of, oh, someone has a doctor appointment this afternoon or this afternoon, I'm able just to like clump it all together and kind of Mm. knock it out. And then, you know, setting aside a day for fun. So today we're going to be with friends or today is my day to clean. Before trying this, I used to try to do like a certain chore every single day, you know, like today would Mm. be laundry, today would be bathrooms, today would be, and that works, like that has worked well for a season, but I'm enjoying this because now, you know, let's say Mondays, I can just clean all day and then kind of just do the day-to-day maintenance throughout the week. And then Mm. I'm not trying to constantly jump from task to task to task. And it's just helped me be a little bit more intentional with the day and it simplifies the actual focus of the day, like I know, okay, Tuesday's going to be all of our doctor appointments. And I just, that's the easy way to look at it. And that's what we do. And then at the end of the day, I can cross that off the list and move on to the next thing at the next day. So that's been helpful for us. Um, She has a quote in here that, like, I come back to time and time again, because it's true. And I think as mothers, we can forget it. But time can exist in the absence of love, but love cannot exist in the absence of time. Mm. So the minutes we offer one another are immeasurable value because we're offering something we're never going to get back. Mm. And like, as I think of that, like time is a gift, you know, like I'm giving this to those I love. And I think... As a mom, it was really easy for me to see like, oh my gosh, I only have 24 hours in a day. I have to like go, 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 crank, 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 and get all the things done. And now over the past you know, couple months, I've been able to shift my mindset and think, okay, I do have 24 hours of the day. How can I make the best use of this time and gift it to those around me instead of trying to shove it with all the things that need to get done? So time blocking has been really big for us. And I think it's really helped our just day-to-day run smoother. And I know that looks different for people in different seasons of life. You know, like your time blocking might be just in the evenings of, I have these couple hours at home or just during lunch. And like I said, based on the season, it has transitioned for us and it's just where we're at now. And it's been really helpful.
0: My husband and I both work for a church and, um, we've had the opportunity to go to the counselor that's on staff. We go like twice a month and they just encourage us just to invest in our marriage by, you know, going to counseling. And I think that counseling is good for anyone at any time. Like you're always going to get something really, really positive from it, but it's been a really good thing for us to just go and invest in our relationship and kind of, you know, have that third party to be a sounding board and just kind of speak wisdom into just the little things that are kind of needing to be ironed out in just family life and all that. And, you know, one thing that he really brought to the table that has helped us is because we both work and You know, our kids are going to school and that time when you first get home at the end of the day is just crazy town. It's so hard to sort of just get on top of it and figure out what you're trying to accomplish, but then still be investing in each other and being present with the kids. It's just, it's just crazy. And now we have homework and, but he introduced this concept of really calling it what it is. And he said, it's the pit hours, you know, from the time you get home Hmm the time that the kids are in bed, it's like the temptation is to just feel like we need to get through it. You know, we need to just get it done, get to the other side of it so we can exhale and, and chill, you know, hang out. He really challenged us to have an intentional conversation, either on the way home or when when we first get home about what, like the top one or two things we want to accomplish during the pit hours and getting on the same page about it and then making a real simple plan for what it's going to look like to accomplish that. And it's created space for us to be present. And I think it's eliminated some of just the grouchiness that comes from homework, like trying to accomplish that. And the kids are cranky and they're cranky because we're cranky. And it's just, it's a waste of time because when we're spread out doing all these different things during the day, It's very important to make that time that we are together intentional. And I want the kids to go to bed with a positive impression of us during that time and how we handled it. So uh, it's really been helpful. It's reframed. It's reframed what that time looks like for us. And really, it's just the process of getting on the same page, acting as a team, and deciding together what's most important, what needs to be accomplished, and creating space. Right. And I think that's a great example of, you
1: know, this time blocking concept, especially for like working families, because you're right. Like, you don't want to just grin and bear it, you know, like you want to be able to actually enjoy that time and not just push through it. And when you can have just this is the one thing we want to accomplish and you're on the same page and you know exactly the goal for that time, then you can focus on that goal. And I think often, the time is more fruitful and beneficial, and you are able to get that done plus more because you are focused instead of, like you said, kind of scattered and trying to herd
0: cats. So heading into this next week, uh, Natalie and I would like to challenge you to find one area of your life that holds something that you would like to eliminate out. Whatever that is, just pick one thing There may be something that's standing out in your mind that's been a distraction or a stumbling block or even just a hiccup in, you know, what you want your time to look like.
1: And as you work on removing the unnecessary and eliminating those distractions... Think through ways that you can find something splendidly simple and something that helps you focus on the good things in life. And maybe that would work well for you and your family in the unique season that you're in, whether that's staying at home, working, being with your kids, or maybe you're an empty nester trying to parent adult kids. Wherever you're at, look for something that is splendidly simple. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: I love it. No, it's good. No, it's good. This is our 21st episode. We're excited. Um, This has been big for us. We've been dreaming and scheming about this project for so long, and it's been really cool to see it um, come to fruition. And then, you know, we're starting to hear back from people about ways that it's positively impacted their lives. And we're just thankful for the opportunity and the platform to share. Yeah, and
1: as a reminder, you can leave reviews on the podcast if there are just nuggets or things that you're enjoying. We would love to hear those and we would love to hear your reviews and also make sure you're checking out our website, simplicitybeckons.com. We have different blog posts we share and different information that we're sharing there as well. And we just look forward to continuing on this conversation together.